Samantha. Dad! No! Samantha, you're my little girl, and sometimes my imagination runs away with me. Just, just tell me what happened. Well, no house and all. That's enough! Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quest, and nobody gets any more Facebook page and no homers.net. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Bart's Friend Falls in Love. A very entertaining episode, one that I wasn't looking forward to reviewing. No, better than I thought it was. Much more memorable than I remember. A lot of key memorable scenes throughout the episode that yeah. I forgot were there, like the Raiders of the Lost Art parody, the Fuzzy Bunny clip, stuff yep. like that. Just She's faking it. Homer, Homer's, uh, there's a great subplot of Homer's... Uh, vocabulary increasing while not losing weight. I forgot that subplot even existed. Yeah, so that was like watching something new for me. But overall, yeah, the episode, I think when I was a kid, I saw it as being a Millhouse episode. And in much the same way, a lot of people saw it like Lisa episodes as not being very much fun. I was like, oh, Millhouse is kind of a wet blanket character. Like, how much am I really going to get out of this going back to watch it? But no, it was hilarious. I found the subplot more entertaining than the main plot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Felt it was funnier. Yeah. I enjoyed it more. Maybe because I didn't remember it, it sort of it was refreshing. But I did like about the main plot though that it is sort of it was uh it developed the characters a bit, especially the relationship with Bart and Milhouse. Mm. Yeah, that that was relatable. I mean, to an extent, Tom and I probably went through similar things when I started going out with my wife. I think every guy I've I've actually written down that we've all been there. We've yeah. all had a, a friend like you said that Tom was in this situation at Bart's yeah. in, but I think we've all been in Bart's situation as well where one of our friends is with a girl and we're like why are you with a girl? Oh, yeah. I burned some bridges massively about <laughs> someone that did that. Did they, did they forget to give you Dave use tickets as well? <laughs> no. No, not quite that. But, I, um, yeah, shit went south. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everybody who has purchased our premium podcast this week, Bart vs. Australia, and you only move twice, available at fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. Also, thanks to everyone that's liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and followed us on Instagram. Also, if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes store. It, helps, it goes a long way to helping us boost up the rankings on iTunes. Now, before we get into the trivia and the facts and everything else we usually do here on Four Finger Discount, just want to thank this week's PayPal donors. Big thanks to Jared McPhee, David Borgen, and Matthew Curtis. Much appreciated. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Now, time for some trivia. Did you do any? Of course I did. Oh, you looked a bit blankly. No, no, that's all right. Um, I've got five questions. Jesus Christ. Am I going to have anything to review? I had fun this week. I had fun. Okay. (laughs) All right, then. Well, um, you hit it first, please. They went to the movies to watch Space Mutants, Bart, Millhouse, and Samantha. What number Space Mutants was it? Six? Seven. Damn. Close. Damn. They're all Uh, the same thing, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was purely a guess. I was like, oh, there's a V in there. Yeah. So, it's, I always thought I'll guess a couple either side of five. Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> um, there are a couple of new characters that we get in the classroom. The religious kids. This week. The religious kids. What were their names? Oh, I can't remember. Someone's commented on the Facebook post. Stay. Oh, Stay, whatever his name is. Gordon. I can't remember. Ezekiel and Ishmael. That's Ishmael. Ishmael's the best one. When Samantha's being introduced to the class, there's this shot and I saw this kid. I was like, who the fuck's that? Yeah. Why does he look like he's 100? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then it's later when she puts on the sex ed tape that she's like, you may be excused. It's like, they drew those people in for this one. Ep-. But like, I love it's that funny. they... they inc- oh, it's funny, but I mean, I love that they included them in the early shot yes. where they're completely unnecessary just to be able to make sure that in that joke, it's not like, well, where did that come from? And what's great about The Simpsons is it's only season three, 
but they put in a character there just in this in the background and you go immediately go who's that guy yeah that's true like that that's not it's they've already established a universe yeah and it's someone who's not normal to the universe you're like well, that's weird yeah where they come from yeah exactly you know that there was a few little bits and pieces of this episode that felt very family guy for me by the way now that i talk about the fact the fact that they've just inserted two random characters to be able to get away with a joke there was a lot of you know um the humor wise you mean humor wise there was a lot of flashes to something outside of what was happening within the storyline including the um hostage yeah yeah exactly yeah. that was the bit where i wrote it down i was like oh jesus yeah like, I, I i didn't even write it hostage negotiation hmm i better have the wait like yeah like that was the thing where i was like whoa why would you even consider that yeah yeah exactly it just made no sense was there any other moments throughout the episode um, or was that just the key one for you? that was the most one to an extent uh homer talking about the like thinking about the beer and that sort of thing but it just that felt like there were a couple of those moments of like someone would say something and then another character would repeat it and then imagine what that would have been like or would you say that family guy copied the simpsons yeah of course <laughs> i think that's, <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> that's, that's not exactly groundbreaking news <laughs> uh second question what did Millhouse have a picture of on his in his room uh, um well there were a couple things uh i only saw one I've only got one here anyway There was Was yours a Star Wars reference? The X-Wing Yeah, There was an X-Wing up there There was also a poster of Spinal Tap Oh really? Yeah A little throwback to the auto show Yeah I actually saw a photo on Facebook today Someone posted it of the the writer's room And it's not the one that Conan puts up When he's doing the What's that show he has on YouTube Where he's discussing Where he talks with all the writers from The Simpsons Uh, Jibber Jabber or something? Jibber Jabber or something like that But he holds up a photo that he remembers of them Where it was all staged Where they put cutouts behind them and whatnot Mm. But this one was just a regular photo Of them guys all eating their lunch But there's a spinal tap Ah nice Poster on the wall in the background Yeah. Uh, Okay uh, What time was Otto's girlfriend performing At the airport bar? 4.15 to 4.20 Ah you've been there <laughs> Where did Samantha's family come from? Ah, oh. where they moved from, I should say. You know? uh, Michigan, Phoenix, Phoenix. Okay, and I love the reason why too. Yeah, runs a security company, and thanks to Springfield's high crime rate and lackluster police force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that all for your question? No, I've got one more. One what, more? what was Homer's birth weight? Birth weight. Yeah, nine pounds something. Uh, yeah, nine pounds six ounces. Now, I just remember the nine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's on the poster in the sex education film behind Troy McClure? Mm. It's not even funny. I just thought it was just a visual. <laughs> it's, not, it's just a visual thing I can point out and see whether you're paying attention. I wasn't. Uh, just the four food groups. Oh, okay. How yeah, unfunny right. was that? <laughs> and finally, how much could the blubber of the US residents fill? Or how much of the Grand Canyon could the blubber fill, according to Kent Brockman on Smartline? Quarter? Two fifths of the way up. Okay. Because so he's talking about how bit. Americans are fat, yeah, and all of our blubber, or well, all of their blubber, could fill up two fifths of the Grand Canyon. Fair enough. And he's like, and just want to keep in mind, it's a very big canyon. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the trivia for this week. Now, a few facts about the episode before the full review. Samantha was played by Kimmy Robertson, known from a character on Twin Peaks. I remembered her ah. from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, right. I didn't know her at all from any of those okay. things. But she was very known. F- she was known for her high pitched voice. Yeah, okay. being a, gr- a grown woman, anyway. Yeah, uh, Samantha was actually the design of her was based on Jay Cogan, who wrote the episode with Wally mm-hmm. Wallace, uh, his, Jay, niece. his niece. Yeah, who was also named Samantha. Uh, Kimmy recorded all of her lines separately, not with any of the cast members. I don't yeah. know whether that was by choice or just the way Maybe it, it was had just to a way be. of timing. Uh, obviously, they had to ask Spielberg for the rights to use the score for Indiana Jones. Yeah, which is just I like that Spielberg always seems to be up for that. Yeah, like in Swingers, they he there's a scene where they include the score for Jaws, and that was actually how Vince Vaughn ended up getting work in Jurassic Park. Really, The Lost World. 
Um, so yeah. yeah, like they had to approach him, said, this is a scene, can you clear it? And he watched it. And as he's watching, it's like, you know what? I kind of like that guy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. There's one thing about Spielberg that I don't like. Not that I don't like him as a person. His hats. No, the fact that he won't do audio commentaries. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be I nice. I really would love to have an audio commentary on Jaws and Jurassic Park and E.T. Like, yeah. The insight he must have, you know? He's saving it for like the 40th anniversary editions. Possibly. <laughs> or he just can't be fucked. <laughs> Uh, the closing scene was an homage to Casablanca. I'd love to see. Sorry, I was just. I, I went blank for a second. I'd like to have a little. An audio commentary of Schindler's List that's nothing more than him just going, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, God. Man. <laughs> what was I thinking? Whoa, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the closing scene was an homage to Casablanca. Now, I only know this because Wikipedia told me that. I've never seen oh, okay. Casablanca. Did you know it by watching it? Uh, yeah, visually. Yes, yep. Uh, Maggie Roswell was the voice of the nun singing. Mm-hmm. Now, they sing, she sings a French song, apparently, and she doesn't know the French lyrics to the song, so she just made just it up. Just improvised, yeah. Which is good old Maggie. Yes. And the Romeo and Juliet line was originally meant to be, it. you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. We'll get to the, the yeah, actual yeah. line. Where uh, it feels like somebody gave my heart a wedgie. I'm mm. glad they changed it to what they did because that's much funnier. Much funnier. Yeah. Now, the original air date was May 7th, 1992. The chalkboard gag was I will not snap bras and the couch... What's that? Quick question. Yes. Which fourth graders are wearing bras out there? Maybe it was Mrs. K's. Oh, Jesus. Then that's a whole new level of... Woodrow. There's possibly different things he should be writing on the board. I will not sexually assault my... Maybe she asked for it. Let's not go down that path. And the couch game Then was- maybe Krabappel <laughs> should be writing out lines of her own. Uh, I will not statutorily rape my students. The couch gag was... They fought, they jump into the couch and it falls backwards through the wall. Now, I think, if I remember correctly, that they also punch a hole through the painting to create the outline of themselves, which I thought was odd. Because mm. they Like the painting cuts in half Because the painting yeah. was too low for them to be able to avoid it. Anyway, so it starts off, as we said, with the Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Art parody. The greatest cold opening to any episode of all time. It's been named as the um, the greatest movie reference in the show's history by so many different people. And I'd have to agree. It's definitely up there, top three. It's pretty great. The only thing that maybe I would personally take points away is that it doesn't blend in with anything. I'm more of a fan of the movie references that are kind of ensconced the within the story. Yeah. I always liked Grandpa playing the Charlie Chaplin with the shoes. Yes. God, that's so good. Yeah. Because as a kid... And then the lawyer cracking ahead. the shits with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But I think what made this Indiana Jones one so great was the fact that they got the music. Yeah. When I first saw this, I had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I knew, well, that's Indiana Jones, because yeah. I've seen Temple of Doom, but I hadn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, yeah. So I knew it must be... I think everyone just knows the boulder coming down. And yeah, the, that's the pretty iconic. Yeah. yeah. I love Maggie firing the darts yes. at the wall. That's so great. What's great about it too is there's not much dialogue through it. It's funny purely by the animation. Oh, it's just Homer saying, why are you little and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But it's mostly just noises, yeah. How good's Homer's noise at the end? <laughs> but I just remember as a kid watching it and I always loved that scene. I'd never really seen what it was actually referencing, but I still knew yeah, it was funny. Yeah, right. Um, but you're right, it does blend in references between both. I mean, it's mostly the opening sequence of Raiders, but then the reaching back for the hat is yeah, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought too, because I was thinking, well, I have seen that moment. And that's when he's... Is that when the chick just lets him out at the last minute? When he's, he's about to go into the temple for the first time? Uh, it's when he, they accidentally... They're, they're trapped in the room, yeah. Um, and it's the room sort of squeezing in on them. And the chick has to reach in with the, the grub. The yeah, bugs, reach in yeah. the hole with the grubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so off track. <laughs> Pretty much every di- every bit of dialogue she had throughout that movie. What actress is that? I don't remember her name. Isn't she a famous actress? Um, she was a famous wife. I'm pretty sure she was with George Lucas or Spielberg. Uh, okay. uh, maybe it was Spielberg's 
Anyway. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, so, but you know, the very first thing that I ever filmed was a parody of Indiana Jones doing the same thing. Yeah. I was uh, business studies. We were making and selling hot dogs and we had to film a commercial as part of the as part of the study. And I did. It was it, almost exactly the same sequence. I, I ripped off both Raiders and um, Temple of Doom. Uh, but like the relic was one of the hot dogs. What was the ball? Basketball filmed from a very low angle. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> So then Bart jumps onto the school bus, obviously. Now, what part... Is that from Raiders of the Lost Ark where he puts the hat out and is flapping in the wind? Is that a reference to Indiana Jones uh, at all? No, I don't think that Because I is. couldn't remember that now. I think that's just a, their own little flourish. Which is... which you would It still ass- works. It's still... You would assume Indiana would do that. Yeah. Because you know? in Raiders, Indy gets to the, um, the plane. plane and then yeah. flies off and then there's a snake in there and he has yeah. to deal with that. So then Bart gets on the bus, as I said, and he sits next to Milhouse and Milhouse shows him the magic eight ball. And yep. Bart doesn't believe that it's good. it tells the truth and he says well I passed my test it seems doubtful something like that so Bart then believes it then we get to where the ball tells him that they won't be friends by the end of the day will Milhouse and I be friends at the end of the day <gasps> what could come between two bestest buddies like us straight to Samantha cut straight that to was Samantha. a really good cut, yeah. cut away did you how badly did you want a magic eight ball when you were a kid I had one you had one as a child? The eight balls? Yeah. Yeah. I had oh, one. Okay, so I never did. I had a friend that had one. And okay. I would walk past them in toy stores. I'd be like, I need this. I need, <laughs> I need to know what's going to happen. Why would? Why doesn't every home have one of these things? I remember I used to shake mine too hard and it eventually broke and just wouldn't, like, nothing uh, would come up. It wouldn't sort of float just to the right spot. Yeah. But that's my only memory of my eight ball. <laughs> you are still talking about your eight ball. Yes. You shook it too hard and nothing would come up. Exactly. That's troubling. But um, and then um, Samantha's interviewed. Or do you want to say something else? I was just going to say the visual of the eight ball, by the way, for while we're on the subject of 90s nostalgia, reminded me of Jumanji. Yeah. Just, just that kind of ominous warnings of two friends looking into something, seeing the words yep. come up. No. Great movie, by the way, too, Jumanji. Samantha is then interviewed by Skinner. And we get one of his classic war stories. Yeah. Well, this is a really great scene from Skinner. Yeah. I'm always wary of transfer students. Um, you know, I'm worried that principals might try to offload problems. <laughs> Lord knows I have. <laughs> I've never had to transfer from a school to a school. I've always stayed at the one school the yeah, entire huh? time. Okay. I have several times. I've never had this happen. So, I was going to say, does that ever happen to the kids? Like, do they get, not, not berated by this principal, but do they get questioned? I don't think so. I certainly hope my bedwetting problems weren't in my record. So, as we said, Skinner's doing the flashback. Now, yeah. I'm assuming this is something well, you'd love. I'd love that, like, it was only a couple episodes ago that for the first time they established that Skinner had been in Nam. Every Which episode ep- was it? Because I knew it was, but I couldn't remember. Uh, the uh, Hall Monitor. It was like the Panther Pride when he's looking at the Panther. Yes, that's a what it was, yeah. Um, separate vocations. But, so it's, but every episode since they've crammed it in. It's like one of those things where they're like, oh, this would be a funny idea. And then as soon as that doorway was open, they've just thrown as much as they possibly can into it. And these are probably some of the most gratuitous that he has with Samantha here. The um, After Nam, they told me I'd get a parade. Instead, I got spat on. I can still feel the stinging. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just hilarious. What's good like, about it too is it always cuts to the window and the, the light gets yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Really great lighting and animation on, on the window shades. He just becomes like a bitter man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he then takes Sam to the class, introduces her as Samantha Stinky. Yeah. She says, Stanky. Well, All oh, right. How embarrassing How for embarrassing you. embarrassing for you. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so good. Before that, though, I did love that Bart says, just to prove the eight ball is telling the truth, here is my test. And it says something like, bad, even for you. Even, yeah. I think that's exactly what it was, actually. <laughs> yeah, very poor even for you even for you I just thought it was great I, I can't get over how good the how embarrassing for you line is yeah. and I'd forgotten that that's one that I do love whenever I find an opportunity whenever someone fucks up in public it's so great to not give them sympathy and just walk up and go hmm 
How embarrassing for you. <laughs> I think I've told this story on the show before. Have I told you the indoor cricket story? No, I'm not sure. Okay, so <laughs> we were in the grand... I've told you the grand final. We got to the grand final. We, we won virtually no games all year. And then for some reason for this indoor cricket series, everyone got to play finals anyway. So we get to the grand final, right? Mm. <laughs> and we hit the highest run tally in the history of the venue. Mm. And then we end up losing. But during, <laughs> <laughs> but during this game... Uh, there was a guy called Johnny and he was coming in for a bowl and don't ask me how he did it but he bowled the ball straight down didn't lift his head up and the ball bounced straight back at him in the face <laughs> and everyone just sort of looked and then my mate who was his friend just goes how embarrassing <laughs> and he was just gutted but it just reminded me of that moment <laughs> oh, that's fantastic <laughs> how embarrassing <laughs> so then as we said uh, she's introduced to the class and then Mrs. K does the whole I'm sure this is a little scary for you dear uh-huh so, why don't you stand up in front of the class and tell us about yourself? I'll be grading you on grammar and poise. But Millhouse is just in- infatuated with her. He's just in love. She says how they've moved from Phoenix. My dad owns a home security company. We came to Springfield due to the, to the high crime rate and the lack of police force, which I mm. thought was great because I could not remember why they actually came to Springfield. I'm glad that they gave her a backstory like that. It wasn't just, here's a new kid. It's, yeah. There's a reason, there's a reason that she's come in there. Yeah, I really like the camera work around the classroom as well. You get a really good whip pan from Bart who's just got like head in his hands can't really care at all and then straight across to Millhouse and you see him just sort of hooked on every word yeah yeah do you think that they wanted Samantha's character to, to be intelligent because I think she comes across quite intelligent she comes across intelligent I think they just wanted to be a relatively normal kid to be honest yeah she's just yeah she's she's just a normal 10 year old girl yeah 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 so then it cuts to this school playground and Bart's just being immature they went right out of their way to make Bart seem like he's look who's the bad guy in this situation is it Millhouse or Bart or is it neither because they sort of like they had Bart being immature and doing the wet willies and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, Bart's being immature, but I think he's also still just being, being a, a ten, ten year, year old. old. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, if you were to look at it in strict terms, he's the bad guy because he's the one that's not being understanding of his friend's love. But it's also in a fairly realistic and believable way. Uh, so as I said, Bart's given the the wet willies. I didn't really like here that he goes, but uh, Milhouse, you want a wet willy, and he gives him one, and. For like the three or four seconds that he's given him the wet willy, Milhouse is just sitting there. Then after he's done, he goes, ew. Like, wouldn't he have done it as he's doing it? But if they had a, Did it, it take three or four seconds? It was at least two or three seconds. Of okay. It was a sound effect. I was, then, I was, honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention because I was hooked back on the thing of if someone walked up to you and said, do you want a wet willy? Who would just go, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell? If, yeah. if you don't know what that is and you're 10 years old, why would you possibly think it was going to be anything good? Exactly. I did like the sound effect off camera though. Of the ball? No, no, when he yells out to... Oh, um, was it Randall? Wind- Wendell. Windle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendell, you want to wear Willie? Sure. Ah! <laughs> I've just thought of a random trivia question. Millhouse was which number victim for Bart doing the wet Willie? Four. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So then Millhouse gets hit by a ball. He's going to tear a new ass and whoever he f- when he figures out who it was and he realizes it was Samantha. Um, she's gobsmacked by how beautiful she is and then it cuts to the sex education video of Fuzzy Bunny's Guide to You Know What. <laughs> Amazing. One of the best. I love Krabappel's intro to it. Krabappel in this entire scene. Yeah, she's, she's funny as hell. Yeah. She, and this so is bitter. I yeah, love bitter Krabappel. It's probably her best scene to date, I'd say. Just the when she says, the, this is explain why you fall in love with any smooth-talking Lothario with a with good the car, car and tight, tight jeans. jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true to Mrs. K. And then she sends the religious kids out, as we said, yep, pray, yep. to pray for our souls. Yeah, yeah go out <laughs> and pray for our souls. <laughs> so good. And then classic McClure. Hello, I'm actor Troy McClure. You kids might remember me from such educational films as Lead Paint, Delicious But Deadly, and Here Comes the Metric System. 
Bard's board wipe, but Sam and uh, Milhouse are doing what they're saying that you would do in the video. Yeah. Where he's infatuated with her and whatnot. And they're yeah. sort of smiling at each other. They're starting to... Their relationship's building. Nice She's clearly interested in him as well. Yeah, there's a good parallel going on. But <laughs> when it says... That night came the honeymoon. She's faking it. I feel like that is one of the best adult jokes in the history of The Simpsons. No kid would understand that. Yeah, that's true. That that is but the that, only that is a joke that only adults would understand. The only thing about that, though, is that as a kid, while I didn't understand what it was about, I still understood that there was something there. So I was like, I, I don't get it, but I want to know what that means. Uh, I didn't. I do. I didn't. Yeah, but I mean, like they I'm make that you shouldn't. They make a really big point of her doing it, so I knew it was a joke of some kind. Yeah, like it's not a joke that works on two levels. It's only a joke that's pitched at adults. So I do prefer the ones where they're. The kids laughing at something and the adults laughing at something else. So it's, a, it's certainly the most blatant adult joke. I just that I can think of the top of my yeah. head. It's just I laugh every time I watch. It. I just think it's hilarious. I was I, I just really love and the thing that I always throw back to is Troy McClure explaining puberty. Um, oh, the hair where there was no hair before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Nelson asked Mrs. K, "Why don't you live with Mister Kabuppel? Because he chased a little." Bunny down a, down a hole, something white and fluffy down a little rubber hole or something. Yeah, and then or the uh, Mrs. K, how do you know when you're falling in love? <laughs> no, none of you are really falling in love. You just marry someone in the fear of dying alone. Yeah, Kabuppel <laughs> <laughs> nailed this scene. There's really great writing. And McClure's final bit, by the way, like it just sums up sex education in America. Yeah. Oh, it's certainly good. And now that you know how it's done, don't do it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I love that. It's uh, it's up there, second only to um, what's that? Lindsay Lohan movie before she lost her mind. Mean Girls. I've um, never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. But the sex education in that is um, if you have sex, you'll get pregnant and die. So don't do it. Now, here, everyone take some rubbers and just like hands out a <laughs> box of condoms. <laughs> yeah, everyone tells me it's like a good movie, but it I've is. Never really it's it's it. worth watching. Tina Fey wrote it, so the okay. pedigree behind it is very yeah, good. Yeah. So Millhouse offers to walk Samantha home, doesn't take the bus, and this is where Bart's starting to notice, okay, now she's starting to take him away from me. You yeah. Know? But it doesn't bother him at this point. He just goes, oh, okay, whatever. I'm yeah. going to go home. And then he brings Samantha to the treehouse. Hey, what's with the skirt? Yeah, yeah, great line. But it, this is where the tension starts to build. Yeah. But still, Bart is willing to compromise. He's like, okay, well, I'll go get some of Lisa's crappy comics for you if you want to hang around. Yeah, comes it, back to find them. I love that shot of, the oh, animation. you guys want to see something gross? Yeah. And like, and so, he, for people that don't remember, he's holding up a camera that blocks his view. A comic. Block, sorry, holding up a camera. He's holding up a comic that blocks the view of the camera on the front cover of the comic two people kissing lowers it to see them kissing yeah great and that's cut to commercial great end of the first act didn't Milhouse move in swiftly by the way he went for it yeah yeah maybe she made the first move well whoever but like it's it's blossomed quickly or I think Milhouse made the first movie so if I was that age and I liked a girl it would have been like three weeks of passing notes back and forth they would have been throwing rocks at her (laughs) (laughs) you're never nice with the girls that you like no it would have been door knocking their house yeah, just to catch a glimpse <laughs> of them. So, cutting back from commercial, and uh, we got Smart Line, and they're talking about obesity. Mm-hmm. Homer's too lazy to even reach over for the remote. <laughs> Where's oh, that channel a changer? I'll give, it a I'll give it a chance. So, Lisa's growing concerned for her father, mm. which and as, as she should. I, I did like the use of Homer's heavy breathing. Here, yeah, just to really emphasize how out of shape, how he is. unhealthy. It was sort of yeah. uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, there's people like that. Yeah, and this yeah. is where we get like a really morbid. Vision from Lisa yeah. of Homer's funeral, and that this is where I, we got the trivia question about his birth weight for people that don't remember this. So it had a tombstone instead of born 1963, died 2000, whatever. It was um, 1992. 
did you? Well, okay. But I, I, just, I was just using examples. But it yeah. was born nine pounds, six ounces, died 403 pounds or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then brought in within a... The, like the coffin comes in in a... Dump truck. Oh, no, in a, a case. Crane, crane, in yeah. a, craned in in a giant um, wooden case with Steinway Pianos Transport written on the side. It reminds me... Have you seen What's That in Gilbert Grape? Uh, I have, yes. Had, didn't they have to crane the mum out of the house? Didn't they end up burning it down? Oh, because they couldn't get her out of the house. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, But, it but I think similar. a crane was an option. They were going to yeah. have to take a wall down or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> anyway, this is where we get the commercial for the Good Morning Burger. Mm. How delicious does it look? And... Shouldn't every food ever be told, like, tell you how it's done with a kind of... Yeah, it's like a sex ad. It was amazingly just combination of erotic and food that made me want to go eat bacon. I bet you if they did it now, there'll be people complaining, saying, oh, you're encouraging people to want to eat unhealthy food. It's like, I don't give a fuck. It tastes delicious. Who cares? It looks good. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, then but, uh, cutting to back to Bart and Milhouse in the treehouse and Samantha, of course. Bart's trading baseball cards with Milhouse without him actually realising because he's mm-hmm. too busy kissing Samantha. It, and gets some real creepy lines in this. I didn't like Milhouse in this episode. Just before that, I did like you that I've written Bart's reaction to the whole scenario. It's pretty realistic. Yeah. Because as we said, we've all been there. Like yeah. He's, and he's a 10-year-old that still thinks girls are gross. Yeah, which is fine because most boys do. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't hit puberty I, yet. He hasn't hit that age where he's interested in girls. He doesn't have hair where there was no hair before. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> Samantha then leaves and this is where the lines start and as you're right I've gotten here Millhouse equals creepy yeah it's too adult for Millhouse the examining braces thing yeah like, it's, it's, it's too dad thinks my braces I'm getting my braces examined oh well you kind of are it was almost like a beavers and butthead type Millhouse, Millhouse would never say that no it was very unlike Millhouse I didn't like it at and all and she doesn't melt like yeah. Yeah, you know how she um, does yeah oh that was bad but there was also my favourite almost my favourite line in the episode the comparison's good with the Eskimo Oh yeah, well the comparison of the ice cream, yeah. Like it is the, true though. Like, they're talking the about anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But no, I loved um Bart's We're living in the age of cooties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can you take something about how can you take these risks? Yeah, that was great. That was really, really funny. And like, because that would have only been early nineties. There's still well, you were coming off the back of the like the fear of the AIDS epidemic and all that sort of stuff. So like that parallel but coming up with the kids' version of it, fuck, that was funny. I think it was stuff like that that made me remember the episode as not being one that I liked because I remember watching it okay. thinking, oh that's just too dramatic like what Milhouse was saying I'm like he's 10 you know yeah, like, he right. wouldn't be talking like that yeah anyway so it then cuts to home watching another commercial for food this one's like chocolate covered in butter or something or butter covered yep. in chocolate dipped in butter rich creamery butter that actually looked pretty goddamn tasty it as did. well yeah. we uh, a while ago we were talking and you you told me as soon as I walked in today but we were talking about a segment of perhaps eating foods on The Simpsons. I Would you guys be interested in watching Mitch and Dando cook Simpsons-based foods and, on YouTube? And cook and eat both of these things. Yes. And the clogger. The clogger would be Oh, the clogger would be good. Great challenge. I'll, the only thing I was thinking today was, if we do this, I'm going to have to break my thing of not eating pork. But I'm willing to do it for four-finger discount. Well, you could you could eat it or you could just commentate. Yeah, I could If you don't want to eat the pork, you don't <laughs> have to eat the pork. I also want to introduce... Dando doesn't here. dig on swine, that's all. <laughs> I was thinking of work today, oh, before I forget it. From now on, at the end of each review... Let's rate what we think the episode should have been rated out of five donuts, and we'll combine them to rate it out of ten. So we'll give each episode a rating now. Or do you want okay. to avoid ratings? Well, I don't think the ratings are needed, are they? We're going so in depth with all of it. Well, it's because I go on Wikipedia and it's like so and so from this Simpsons-based thing gave it so many stars out of five. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Danny, Mitch you're and Dando from shit. F- Mitch and Dando from Four Finger Discount talked about this episode for forty-seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our rating system. Alrighty, so he's watching the ad 
Lisa walks in and says, Dad, what have I told you you could lose weight without going on a diet? I'd <laughs> say you're a lying scumbag. Why, Why sweetie? <laughs> that was so good because every weight loss pill ever yeah. is pitched at that. So, yeah. like, that's one of those great double-edged sword jokes. It's funny just because he said it to his daughter, but it's also funny because that is the Simpsons taking a pot shot at every diet plan that's ever existed. What's sad is that people actually buy into that shit. Mm. They always use people who were clearly... Not unfit before they started filming yeah, the commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you can end up just like this person. Like, yeah, but that person's been looking like that for the last 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't because of that machine. So then Lisa says, in Eternity Magazine, they say... According to Eternity Magazine, you can lose weight through subliminal learning. That's where an idea is suddenly implanted in your head without you even knowing it. Oh, Lisa, that's a load of rich, creamery butter. That was a line that I missed the first time I watched it, and I went back and watched it the second time for the review. Oh, really? I was like, that's a great line. That is a great line. And it's so... It just shows how much his head is still on that commercial. And I just love his little jokes like that. Just slip, it's, There's no attention paid to it. It's just, it's there, and then it's gone. Like, yeah. It's just so quick. If you're not paying attention, you'd miss it. That's another one of those jokes that makes the show so much better for not having a laugh track, or makes any yeah. comedy so much better for not having a laugh track, because you can get more jokes like that in. Some shows need it. For example, I think... Raymond, for example, right? There'd be moments in Raymond where things would happen and there'd be a good 20, 25 seconds of just audience laughter, but it added to the show. Yeah, true. Like, because the audience... Cause, cause, cause difference the, between canned laughter and live studio audience. Yeah, Sometimes it was, it was organic. natural. Yeah. You know? yeah, when it's organic and you can tell the actors want to continue, but they're like, this is organic laughter. Let's just let it go, you know? Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos of the Big Bang Theory without the canned laughter? Do they have canned laughter? I thought they were in front of an audience. Oh, maybe. adding canned laughter. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is. Oh, Christ, if it's in front of an audience, then, it is they're, front of an audience. then they're going to an applause sign. But if you, I'll, after this recording, I'll show it to you. But listeners, look at, like look up Big Bang Theory, no laughter. And it's, or no laugh track. And it's... Not funny? It's, it's fucking terrible. There's almost not a single joke in there when, when you take out the, you know, the, the preempted... I felt like Big Bang Theory started off well. It started off as a show about nerds, then it became a show about what People. non-nerds think nerds are like. Yeah. I never saw it early. I only saw what it was when people were like, you, you like comics? You should watch Big Bang Theory. And then I watched I don't know. So as we said, Dr. Marvin Monroe makes a return here. He's the man behind the tapes that are going to help Homer lose some weight. Yep. Um, what a voice to have sending you off to sleep. I know, right? Marge has two lines here that are so Marge. Hmm. The, oh, homie, I love you the way you are. Lisa, what's the number? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. Um, she Not call- just Marge, it's married a lot. Like, you know, that's... It's just real life. Yeah. So then Marge calls the um the service. Do you want to elaborate again on the um the family guy joke that you didn't really like? Well, yeah. So it's just that she gets like the the hotline. Obviously, they're just in a call center and there's a number of different tapes. That they, so she runs through them. There was... Oh, what was it? Weight loss? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. But like weight loss, blah, blah, blah. How to become a... What's the word? Bodyguard. Hostage negotiation. I'm Sorry. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, you know, they get into a hostage negotiation one, and Marge is like, hmm, hostage negotiation, and then pictures... Well, like, it's a funny little scene. Like, you picture Homer just... Didn't need to be there. Completely though. screwing up the megaphone, and then getting shot down. But, yeah, then it's the fact he's like, hmm, no, you better give me the weight loss tapes. The, yeah, that was the one that you were calling for. Like, what else... Of course, that's what you would be doing. It's oh. probably something that... See, I don't even remember it, so I feel like maybe that was something they cut out of the episode when you used to watch it on TV. Uh, I don't know. The only reason I think they might have cut it out was because you see Homer get shot. Yeah, it's kind of a violent death. Yeah. Um, but then obviously the the this slip the up. Joke. Yeah. That like we get the um comes down to the guys, all of the weight loss tapes sold out. There's been like three increasing vocabulary ones. Is it's that like, meant to be a joke at the people who buy this kind of shit as well? Because they all want to lose weight, but none of them actually want to build their vocabulary. I don't know if it's necessarily a joke about that, but like if you were selling those two things, everyone wants to lose weight. Yeah. Like everyone 
maybe not. Almost everyone is not happy with what they weigh. They all yep. want to be a little bit less yep. something. Um, who, yeah, no one's going to be listening to words. Just saying the vocab builder. Yeah. I just love the... Here you go, fatso. <laughs> it reminds me of the... You got any of those microphones? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, and Homer's appetite had grown, if not anything else. Wolfing down yeah. handfuls of bacon. And uh, But his vocab's improved. He's using big words. And Marge and Lisa are like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Do you think that... Have the light... What is it? Have the tapes... Decrease your appetite, uh, homie. Lamentably, no. My gastronomic capacity knows no satiating. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Mm. I know what it means, but I don't know what it means. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Bart's then watching Milhouse and Samantha kiss in his treehouse, which is kind of weird that like they're just up there in his treehouse, but he's not. I just mm. thought that was kind of odd. But the Marge thinks it's funny that Milhouse has a, a girlfriend. Oh, that's cute. Milhouse. <laughs> it it reminded me of Juno. The bleaker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he had it in him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. It's just funny that Marge thinks, oh, as, come on, Milhouse has a girlfriend, as if. But then they don't open their mouths, do they? No. That's oh, cute. cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is an, that's the other Marge line that I had here. That's yeah. just straight up Marge. But then sit next to Martin on the bus because Sam's taking his spot next to Milhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a friend who's not going to ditch him for a girl. So he goes for Martin. Yeah. And then this is some of the best camera work that has ever happened in yeah. The Simpsons where Martin in, uh, invites him back. The, he's like, do you want me to... Uh, I'll show you my loot. loot. <laughs> Puts on a little hat, starts singing like a ballad. Um, as the camera pans following Martin to the window, you just see Bart running out the driveway. Amazing. How great was that? It was so great. <laughs> I did love here too that when back back before they get to that scene, when on the bus... Mil- uh, Martin says, I'm just as unpopular with the ladies as I am with the chaps. It's just mm. such a... Martin would say chaps. Yeah. It's just perfect. Uh, they've really nailed the character of Martin by this point. But yeah, as you said, the animation of Bart running away, perfect. You can even hear the footsteps as yeah. well. Just adds to it. But so good. like, what's so great about it is that you don't hear the door shut. So it doesn't... There's no pre-warning. <laughs> it's just gone. <gotcha. laughs> um, he's given up on Martin straight away. Like, he, couldn't, he just couldn't bear who's, it. Who's your favorite minstrel? Like, does anything spring to mind of those sorts of people? Minstrel? Yeah. None. No. Okay. The guys from um, Holy Grail. Yeah. The uh, boot singing about Brave Sir Robin. Yeah. <laughs> he bravely ran away. <laughs> Whenever I hear minstrel, I think of chocolate. It's a, it's a chocolate from England. Oh. Galaxy okay. minstrels. Right. Nicola gets them all the time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all of our English listeners are going, yeah, they're amazing. So Marge and Homer are then in bed, and Marge is concerned that you know Homer isn't losing weight. Mm-hmm. His appetite isn't going away. Then he's using big words and she doesn't quite understand what he means and he just gives her a kiss and she's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> I love that Marge has that side of her. Yeah. You know, she's not ashamed of her sexuality. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, ooh, great. it's tight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kids are then watching Itchy and Scratchy. Bart's laughing his head off. Millhouse and Sam are just not laughing at all. Yeah. You can start to see that Millhouse is starting to... This is what happened with my friend. Yeah? Someone that used to be Tom. all... No, no, oh, no, no, no. When no. your friend got a girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone that used to be all up for laughs and that sort of stuff. And then, then suddenly wifey came along. It's not and funny he wouldn't Exactly right. We'd, we'd start getting like stern looks when we were making fun of Rocky Three, And we're like, what the hell, man? Ten minutes ago, you were joining in with us. Yeah. You just come into the room and you've shut up shop. It was kind of like that last night for me, right? Because I had my mate Michael over to watch SummerSlam. The movie mm. SummerSlam. It was live yesterday. And Nicola had a friend over eating dinner. And normally when we're watching the wrestling, we get animated and we cheer and we get into it because it's a show. We, yeah. we enjoy it. Right? We get yeah. invested in it. But then Nicola, It's the only way you can watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah. If you sit back and watch wrestling straight-faced... And, and then, an, an, analyse it. It's not the same. You've got yeah, to just, exactly. You've got to go with it wholeheartedly. If you don't commit, then you, you can't enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah. Suspend your disbelief. But then Nicola's friend here, she's just like so anti-wrestling. And I sort of felt for a bit like... Oh, I feel a bit embarrassed overreacting. Mike why? was going crazy. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I love wrestling. I'm going to fucking talk about it. Why gonna, anti-wrestling? She was like... Oh, she said the classic... Oh, this stuff's fake. You know that, right? I was like, 
you're one of those people. <laughs> I, I was going to give her the whole, everything you watch on TV, I'm like, she's not even worth it. It's <laughs> 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 not even worth it. I was like, yeah, yeah, we know. And you should have turned around with, what? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, so. You mean to tell me that Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> didn't actually steal that guy's car and then tip it off of a forklift? Are you saying that was in some way staged? <laughs> So I just thought the cameras were there by coincidence backstage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're at the movies now, and Millhouse. I did like here they had Millhouse murmur when Bart arrived. Just added oh, to the I fact didn't, that's just, one thing I yeah, didn't notice. Just, he's just like, ugh, like sort of side. Just adds to the fact that Millhouse is. He's being. Did I want him to, us to think that Millhouse is being changed by Sam? Millhouse is growing up quickly. That's why he's no longer yeah. laughing at. It's okay, yeah. scratchy. Yeah. yeah, so it's not a case of Samantha's trying to change him. No, it's just growing it's, up. And he's seeing himself as being more sophisticated. Yeah, as you can see from this room, I have not grown up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, but I think he goes to the toilet or something, comes back. Oh no, no, they're watching a scene, and Bart really enjoys it. And turns to Milhouse and they're kissing. Yeah, he's annoyed by it because he's, I think he's trying to distract Milhouse. He, yeah, he was like, this was back. his one chance to get him back on my side. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then at the ho- at the best moment in the movie, they turn and kiss. Yeah. It's like, oh, God damn it. Nothing's going to do it. Mm. So then Milhouse chooses to go with Sam and leave Bart behind. Pretty much, he said, oh, there's, it, you can spend too much time with each other. And I did love here that they had Bart put on a brave face, then go in the corner and start crying. Mm. It just, it made me feel really sympathetic for Bart. And it's exactly how most boys would feel because you're losing your best friend. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I got told by... a my best friend in high school actually so like, I used to his house was on my bike path to school so for like and he liked Seinfeld and Simpsons and South Park so we would just talk like that was you know that was how you found friends or how I found friends in high school so I used to ride his place in the morning and then in the afternoon would watch like an episode of Seinfeld or something and then I'd go home did that for about three weeks before I got a little bit of I just need some space <laughs> you're breaking up with me <laughs> <laughs> I remember my best mate in primary school was one year level above me so when I was in grade six, he was in year seven. And that was it yeah. because I'd go to his place. He'd have year seven mates over, oh, and they would just immediately yeah. not want to hang out with me because I was a primary school. Yeah, the primary school uniform on. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. That was done. You know, he'd pick them over me. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, as we said, Bart's upset by it. Yeah. But then we get the oh, Bart Milhouse comes back around. Can I use your treehouse? Which I thought, fuck you, Milhouse. Yeah, dick move. Yeah, and like no, you don't get to use it at all. But it does lead into. Like the why. Sets up, yeah. yeah. But I did feel that by this point, though, they really made Bart seem like the good guy in the situation. But then straight away, he's the bad guy again because he's going to use it against him. Yeah. I guess they're both bad in a sense. So They're both just kind of... Being kids. <laughs> they're being kids, yeah. Like they can't see it from the other person's perspective yep. and they don't quite realise what they're doing and the impact it's having on the other person. Bart does that quite a bit in this season. Mm. Like Mrs. K with Woodrow and stuff like that. Yeah. He's doing things... For his own benefit. Uh, when he, um, yeah, that is the Woodrow one where he ditches her at the restaurant. How gutted do you feel at that mm. scene? But like he hasn't learned from that, obviously. So then Bart calls Sam's dad. I love that he calls himself a concerned prude with a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, probably one of the best scenes in the whole episode, in regards to the main plot anyway, where the dad, the dad catches him. No! No, but it's Samantha. You're my daughter. I love you. Just tell me what happened. Well, Mill has it. That's enough! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as she says Millhouse, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. Because that's how every dad would react. Yeah, that's true. Millhouse is just absolutely heartbroken. That's so we get the Romeo and Juliet line. You can yeah. elaborate on this. Uh, elaborate. elaborate. It, it, we started out like Romeo and Juliet, but it ended up in tragedy. 
Is that the line to sort of show that he's still a kid because he doesn't actually he realize doesn't. that it ends yeah. up in tragedy? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is the great tragedy of all time. There's also another little great Homer line mixed in between that all when he goes to the beer, uh, goes to the fridge, sees a six-pack of beer. Ooh, a sextant of ale. I don't remember that oh, scene. Really? Is it, uh, he when said that happen? Before? Just before the cubby house scene. Because oh, Bart's well. still down in the dumps. Oh, past yeah. Him. Try, no, yeah. I didn't even pick up on yeah. that. Yeah. But no, I, I'm going to try that this weekend. <laughs> Wander into a, ask for a sextant of ale. Get a celebration. At a bottle shop, yeah. <laughs> Do it. And then they realise it's a Simpsons reference. That would be amazing. Then they'll be coming over to my house to yeah. drink with me. Yes. <laughs> uh, then uh, what comes up after that? So Lisa then gets home to weigh himself and he's actually put on mm. like 13 pounds or something. That's a lot of weight to put on in like a week, isn't it? Well, how, how long has transpired? Um, how long have you been listening to these tapes for? Yeah, that's a good question. I suppose a week or two. Because it doesn't feel like it's been that long. What's, what's 13 pounds? It's like five kilos. That's a lot. That's a lot in a week. Yeah, that's a lot in a week. <laughs> uh, and that's she, a lot in a year. They, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> they can't work out why he's gained weight. Mm. He, he throws the tape into the bin. As he throws the tapes away as well. Like, um, talking about Infernal, whatever. A pox on them! And yeah. then throws them into the bin. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. that. I was going to say this at the end. We're going to say it now. I was annoyed that they didn't wrap that story up. I wish they had have ended that story, that subplot of Homer realising he'd listened to the wrong tapes, but then not care anyway and go back to being himself. Because I know mm. they had to have Homer continue to being overweight. They couldn't have him actually try the weight loss tapes because then he would lose weight and it would change yep. the character completely. But it just annoyed me that they never but, really wrapped it up. But I don't think Homer was ever smart enough to make the connection that it was the tapes that was making him the uh, speak Shouldn't properly. Button- I shouldn't Lisa and Marge have... I don't know. I just felt like they could have wrapped it up a little bit better. Yeah, They sort of just left it open. You know, just, oh, he threw him in the bin, that was the end of it. Yeah. And he goes back to being... I was thinking, like, were they not labelled? They were labelled. Yeah. So, like, did... At no point in Homer becoming word smart did he read the fucking words. That's what I mean, (laughs) yeah. yeah, like, that that was a little bit... But whatever. But, yeah, it's still funny. So, it cuts to one of the most iconic uh, Ralph lines of all time. Yeah. House on the Jungle Gym. Yeah. There stands a broken man. It's recess everywhere but in his heart. That's like the only time that Ralph was intelligent. Yeah. I don't think they'd really worked out who they wanted Ralph to be by this point. Yeah, but it, like, I think he'd been I think he said some dumb shit at this point, but mm, he still he wasn't the, the this, this line was really funny. He wasn't the Ralph kid, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but it was great. And it's just a great visual too, just the wind blowing yeah. in the dark and he's on the jungle gym. It's just yeah, perfect. And Poor. so so short too. I thought that scene was more monumental in the episode, but it was just one and done. Yeah, you know? tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts back to Bart. He's going to Lisa for advice because he feels bad now that what he'd done. Mm-hmm. I did love here too that they tied in the subplot. She goes, why didn't you ask dad if it's girl advice? Well, I did, but I didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I just love the way they just set that in. Just made the two stories combined. Lisa says, you have to come clean. It's just not fair on Millhouse. So then Bart goes to visit Millhouse who's just clearly upset. He's just distraught. We get, before that though, we get the five finger reference. We do, yeah. The, looking to the future, like what will life be like in 2054 or something like For ma- that. Or male yeah. have five fingers or yeah. something. Yeah. So, as we said, Bart goes to visit Milhouse and Milhouse doesn't want Bart to see him crying. I want you to see me cry. Oh, come on. I've seen you cry a million times. You cry when you scrape your knee. You cry when they're out of chocolate milk. You cry when you're doing long division and you have a remainder left over. Bart eventually comes clean. They've got the great music. The dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. When did they use that as in previously in the series? Oh, I because I know they've used that a lot of times, but I can't think of don't the... Do they use it in Three Men in a Comic Book when they're fighting over the comic I book? I really don't know. It's just, it's great fighting music. It's just perfect. I did like, though, that he's reaching for... He reaches for something, goes past like a broken glass, a pair of scissors, picks up the eight picks ball. Picks up the eight ball. Sort of wraps the whole story up, doesn't it? Yeah, Sort of it does. full circle. Yeah. And he breaks it up. And it's sort of... By him doing that, using using the eight balls, what brings it back together it again. It releases the spell that the eight ball casts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Good, good words. Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue too to Homer saying, "Where's the metal thingy you used to? Where's the dig? metal doovy? <laughs> dig food, food, <laughs> a spoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just the results of throwing away the tapes. I loved um. Sorry, just yeah. Oh no, never mind. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say I really liked uh, Luann Van Helton not caring that they're fighting. Bill oh, House yeah. is out of bed and full of beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a, just a little thing that really yeah, made that me laugh. That was good. Yeah. So then this is where we get the. Uh, now this whole scene is apparently a, a homage to Casablanca. Now what part of it is? is, uh, it, is it the, no, I don't think it's the whole scene. I think it's purely the as they walk back out through the gates, one arm oh, so around the other, part. and the camera oh, panning okay. up um, to have the shot through the clouds. Oh, so so like ends, yeah, that okay. whole thing is like that. I feel like this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It's, it's that scene. Ah, okay. So as we said, Bart and Milhouse go to visit Samantha at Saint Sebastian's school. Now is this mm-hmm. a boarding school? Because I presume I, so because of the gates and all that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. Because I've got here. Way. Why do they have to break up if she's just going to a different school? I didn't quite get that. Yeah, and no, I guess it is a boarding school. Yeah, I guess yeah. Where there is Napa du Bois. Because because they they should have had the father say that then because the father just says you're going to an all girls school. He should have said you're going to boarding school. Would have. Mm. Just to make it a bit more easy to understand for the dumb folk like myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did like here that St. Sebastian's School for Wicked Girls was the sign yeah, of the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, Sam there, there was an Enid Blyton series almost called exactly that. It was like the Naughty Girl or something, which was just yeah, about okay. this kind of rambunctious kid that got sent off to an all-girls boarding school. Never saw it. Hmm. Was it him that saying oh, that wrote the uh, the magic chair or whatever it was? Uh, yeah, the wishing tree. Wishing the far, tree. The, sorry, the faraway chair and... Oh, Jesus, I've screwed those up. The faraway tree <laughs> and the wishing chair or yeah, something like that. We used to read yeah. that in primary school all the time. We loved it. Uh, so Samantha actually loves the school. You think that she's going to hate it, but she actually loves it. She likes the uniform and everything. Thought it was a nice touch that she says, that I can't kiss you because I'll get this punishment. What was it? 50 something. Uh, she has to say 50... Rosaries? 50, 50 rosaries? Rosaries, whatever. I think so. I wrote, okay, yeah, yeah. But she says, ah, oh, screw it, I'll do it anyway. And she kisses him. I thought that was, yeah, that was yeah, a that nice, was nice. touch. So that was pretty much it. So Bart and Milhouse, as we get the homage to Casablanca, they leave. I think Bart says something like, let's go hell donuts at old people. Yeah. And then I've got here the ending felt a little bit rushed. I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit, I think it's because I wasn't quite sure whether it was a boarding school or not. I'm like, so they're not going out now? Like, I didn't quite get right, it. Right. Okay. But besides that, now that that's been cleared. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought it felt all nice. But the, uh, like I, was, I think also the ending of uh, the Homer story just didn't feel like it was wrapped up enough for me. I know he's gone back to speaking dumb, but I, I would have liked it if Lisa was included in that scene because Lisa was the one that instigated the whole thing. Mm. I know Marge called the number, but Lisa was the one that was sort of instigated the you need to lose weight. And then it got to... The, that subplot was ended with the dig food. That's the last time we saw Homer. I don't think that was a good way to wrap up the subplot. Um, how else would you have done it? Well, like I said, I... I Felt like the character of Homer should have realised it and then not cared anyway. Maybe he maybe he found the tape in the bin and then gone mm. and just threw it out and didn't care. I like the idea of him still being so oblivious and dumb that he didn't know himself why he was using bigger words. But I feel like it's that's fine as for far him, as he's but but Marge and Lisa as well is that's the part that annoyed me. Yeah, because how would they not have known? They would have got it in the mail. I don't know. Thinking too hard about it <laughs> anyway. So. What are your thoughts, final thoughts on the episode? Uh, well, if you wanted to give it in donuts. <laughs> um, I, no, look, like I said, it was, it, was, it was a very, very, very funny episode. It was a lot better than I thought a lot it of one was liners. going to be. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot Plus of something at the end I've actually left out. The freeze frame of Homer's... Homer, uh, says, right. increase, Homer says increase your wordiness. Yeah. Did you, get, did you pick up on any of the words? Uh, yeah, there was boudoir where a French, French guy, guy does d- it. D- yeah, how great was that one? That was my yeah. favourite as well, yeah. 
there was a d- different definition of satiate in there as well. Okay. But yeah, it was a, a fine episode. Not the best of season three, but much funnier than I remember it being. Yeah, like it's 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 a really enjoyable episode to watch. It's it's not your top twenty material of all time, but it's it's a really good show. What did we learn, Palmer? Alrighty, so what'd you learn from this episode, Mitch? Don't go chasing fluffy white things down rabbit holes. Will only get you into trouble. Yes, I learned that the magic eight ball knows all mm. and is never ever never lies. Never lies. No. So now it's time for us to read out some of our favourite Facebook comments from this week's post. Each week we post a thing saying, what are your favourite moments from the episode? Almost each week, each week that we remember. Yes, best comments get read out on the show. Start off here with uh, Jared Kerr. Jared Kerr's a, a local listener, local man. He wrote into us this week. Appreciate you listening to the show, Jared. He says his favourite part is the Indiana Jones scene at the start. Mm-hmm. It's hard it's, to go past. It really is. It's just the visual of Homer's gut bursting through <laughs> the, dry, the, uh, the garage and his, door as and well. And his, his head as well, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, just, it's really funny. Just the... <laughs> <laughs> Why did he get a rake? <laughs> oh, it's just so good. Uh, now we've got Matt Owen. He says just the... No! <laughs> it's just it's the, the birds flying yeah, out yeah. of the treehouse that I love in that. It kind of like reminds me of... You know when... um Homer's big... Says f- fuck. Yeah. Kids, <laughs> step outside for a moment. Yeah. Church bells. <laughs> <laughs> Flad is sticking his head out. Yeah, that's the largest profanity I've ever heard. <laughs> Greg Jennings says, "Are these podcasts that you guys record? If so, am I able to download them and listen to them at my leisure?" You certainly are, Greg. That's how they work. <laughs> you you can click on them at any time. See, so we record them generally on a uh, Monday night, and uh, but what happens is when you click play, we get a little text message, and we come in and we do them again just for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it live. So, uh, Lachlan Jordan has posted something here that we didn't comment on the show, which I thought I'd mention. It's a good line. Both gasping after they've uh, smashed the eight ball over his head. Yeah. And he says, I bet the eight ball didn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great line. A few people have said she's faking it, which is probably my favorite line from the whole episode. Gerard Harahill. I'm sorry. G- Gearoid. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but thanks for listening, <laughs> dude. I appreciate it. Gearoid. It's G-E-A-R-O with a funny line above it, I-D. Um, okay, I'm gonna say Jared. Say Jared. He says, "Got to mention this episode is the first appearance of the lovable right. loser Kirk Van Houten." Is that true? Is it true? I don't remember Could seeing be Kirk true. before this. Yeah, that might be true. How did we not pick up on that? But yeah, if that's true, well done, sir. Appreciate you pointing that out to us. It could be wrong though, so we're not. Don't quote us on it. Quote Jared on it or Gearoid. <laughs> Gearoid. I can just imagine at school. Is uh, Gearoid here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerard. A lot of people are commenting. Me, it says here, Gearoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Jared here? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. It's Gearoid. <laughs> uh, Matthew Reese Baldwin says right at the end when Millhouse presents Samantha with a 10 gallon tub of gummy worms. Yeah. I just really, wouldn't that be the funniest thing in the world if you had a, if you had a name that was difficult to pronounce that could have gone one of two different interpretations. No matter which way the the teacher did it, you tell them it's the opposite, and then like the next class, maybe they go the other way, and you tell them it's the other thing again. Fuck so you got them. half the teachers in the school that think your name is one thing, and the other half think it's something else. And they go to the staff room, and they're like, "Gearoid, no, you mean Jared? No, no, Gearoid. No, Gearoid. No, no, Jared. Are we talking about the same person? I don't think so. <laughs> oh man, no, it's, it's, they're identical twins. One of them likes to be referred to be called Gearoid. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gerard, if you haven't done this already in your life. <laughs> Go for it. And finally, uh, our good friend, I think he's from the UK, Steve. Uh, he says, this seems to be the only time outside of the first ever episode that Circus of Values is mentioned. Likewise, you don't see Ishmael and 
is what is it, Ishmael and who? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. It's, it's spelt really weird here. And Ezekiel in Bart's class again either. Plus, the Indiana Jones parody is superb. I firmly agree. Thanks, everybody, who commented on this week's post. Be sure to comment next week, and we may hear your name read out on the show. Now it's time for... Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! A lot of people writing in this week. There's been nice. a lot of people writing. There's been a lot of people writing with some real life stories yeah. uh, about The Simpsons to the point that we really do need to start to come up with a, we a need proper a name. name for this segment. Keep sending us ideas because we haven't quite settled on something yet. It's got to be good. It's had too much of a build for it not to be good. Yeah, I know. Um, um, Nothing seems to fit. We've had a few suggestions, but they, they're not quite... I know someone suggested the uh, Homer Cubed. I see what they were going for there because yeah, Homer just, goes to the real world, but it's like... It's just a little too obscure. Yeah, like it's got to be... Homer Cubed doesn't really fit the... It's got to be a, a, a quote, I believe. Yeah. What did you suggest? You said something filthy. I don't know. It's because from that, that episode where he says, ooh, erotic cakes. That's right. Yeah. That's the you only thing he says segment, in the real world. Call the segment erotic cakes. It's the only thing he says in the real world. It's not going to work. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can call our um our cooking the food show. Erotic cakes. Yeah. Ooh, erotic cakes. But, but then people come in and it's just two dudes eating greasy burgers. Well, that might be erotic cakes say, for some people. What if we say everything like this? We take 18 ounces of ground beef. Rich, creamery butter. I've never quite questioned myself in the way I am right now. <laughs> Continue. Mailbag time. Gavin Shortfall. Uh, I, almost wrote, I almost said Gavin Shortfall. Ah, uh, little finance jokes. Uh, Gavin Shortall has written in. He wants to know what is our favourite uh, Principal Skinner flashback. Okay, mine is the Valentine's one. Yeah. Johnny! Yeah. Johnny! <laughs> just screams it out yeah. through the PA system. I like that one. Um, that was a, that was actually going to be mine as oh, well. Okay. I was really hoping you weren't going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to think of another one quickly. Okay, this isn't mine. One of the one of our listeners has commented on the Facebook page. Because Gavin actually commented this on the post asking yeah. this question. Yeah. What was the listener's name? The, the who Who's commented. Who commented this? Uh, this was from Damien Richard McBarron. Okay, this, this is as good as anything that I would come up with, but it was the... Uh, after Bart brings in the Mad Magazine t-shirt down with homework, he has a flashback to Mad Magazine, the uh, slogan, up with miniskirts. Yeah. We all had a laugh, although I didn't quite understand it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I didn't quite understand it. Because <laughs> there are those moments where, particularly in my work, because they're talking about cars and they start laughing. I know yep. shit all about cars, but I just laugh anyway, just yep. to feel included. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I, I'm a big fan. This isn't a flashback, but it's just like Skinner in the army. It's close enough. It's when he, um, when he goes back to the recruits and he's doing that. I don't know what I've been told. That sort of yeah. thing. And then has it. I just love it at the end. Well, it sounds real good, but it needs improvement. It needs improvement. <laughs> <laughs> it's encouraging. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's so great. So thanks for that question, Gavin. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Gav. Uh, what I'll else? I'll the shortcut got? too. He's like, well, I know you guys are going to be reading this because you're going to read out comments from the post. I'll just ask my question here. <laughs> uh, Thomas Kuzma has written Kuzma. in. Kuzma. Kuzma. Thai dish. Very much a Thai dish. Noodle or rice? Noodle. Noodle. Yeah, I think it's a noodle. Um, impression. Uh, he, w- he wants to know if we're, I'm s- if we're still doing impressions for the introductions. I mean, we haven't for a while because I've pretty well tapped out. <laughs> what like I episode have- seven? I've been working. You, you tapped out when the intro was uh, Kevin Smith, like the real Kevin Smith. Yeah, like, that's well, right. I can't beat that. Yeah, that happened. I went. Well, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. We got an actual celebrity to do an introduction. <laughs> I don't need to do this anymore. But I have um, quietly at home been working on a Martin Luther King impression. The only thing is, I don't know when it's ever going to be appropriate yeah, to do. Never. <laughs> like, but someday. I feel like I'll try to work it in. Like maybe, um, ask me what I did last night. What'd you do last night? I had a dream. It's I, I, like that's all I've got. I don't know where <laughs> it would go from there. Anyone can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream today. <laughs> but anyway, so it, it, that's in the early days of development. But I feel like it's a black person I could do. It's a little bit southern, and I can go that way. 
It's like you just got the quote of all quotes. That's all you've got. <laughs> that's all I've like got that. four words. That's all I've got. I've been working on it for weeks. I've got four words. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you just said I've been working on it for weeks. I haven't been working on it at all. <laughs> this morning I was driving to work. You just came to the end. I'm going to try and improvise no. someone. Who's the first person no. I'm going to picture of? Look, the, I wrote a speech uh, for, for an event and I quoted Martin Luther King in that speech. And I was practicing the speech in my head on the way to the car. And just uh, apropos of that, I went, hmm. Martin Luther King. I feel yes. like I should try and add that to the repertoire. That is as much work as I've done on actually getting... Doesn't he sound similar to Barack Obama? Mm, well, he's mm. a little bit more... He's kind of got that, like, reverend-style yeah. orator type. Anyway, what's the question? Speaking to the back of the room. Oh, the question was that you said he's going to... Um, what was the question? Did you ask a question yet? No, no, no. It was more a lead-in to the okay. fact that he is doing some Troy McClure cosplay and says that he does a really good Troy McClure impression himself. Ooh, that'd be cool. So, I would love for you, Tom, please, to record that and send it through to us. Just Where is he doing the cosplay? Sydney somewhere. Sydney somewhere. Okay. Mm, I, um, I, I didn't pay attention. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw Sydney and went, well, Comic I'm going to be there. So, I want photos of the cosplay, but I definitely want to see you doing your... Oh, hear you doing your impression. You can film it as if as well if you want. We can convert that to audio oh, and put it through. Send us a picture, yeah. At but least. just, yeah. So, film it or record it on your phone. Email it to mailbag at au. He has also said to us that he would love to see us do an introduction for Ion Springfield, but in Melbourne. So if there's any budding cinema photographers out there that want to spend a weekend with us in the streets of Melbourne, hit us I, up. I can imagine it would be someone like, if this was actually filmed for The Simpsons, it would be someone at the top of like Eureka Skydeck falling off and then them laughing yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Tom, um, I'm calling you out. Send it in. Yes. Uh, well, we got a really good question from uh, this week from Alistair Danok or Danik. He's from the Danik district. Uh, cast, uh, if we could ha- have any member of the cast or crew to get on as a guest reviewer, who would it be and which episode would you choose for them? Can't get this guy, but Phil Hartman would have been amazing yeah. to have on as a guest. Yeah. Um, anything with Troy McLaurin. Or maybe Lionel Hutz. No. A Fish Called Salmon would have been a good one to have him on. God, I'd just love to hear his thoughts on the, oh my gosh, I was wrong. <laughs> Imagine having Phil sent to you live. That would just be, yeah. oh, that would be the best. Uh, Swartzwalder? Just because no, yeah, no one ever has. no one ever has. Yeah. And Maybe he's boring in real life. He'd have some stories, man. I'm sure he you would. You know who I would also love? And he's not associated with The Simpsons anymore, but Conan. Yeah. I would just love to hear, because he just, he seems like he genuinely loved his time on The Simpsons. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be very open to talk about it. I would just love, and he's just a wacky guy anyway. He'd yeah. be really fun to talk to. You feel like there'd be, the challenge with Conan is he might go a little bit like Robin Williams and Never stop. You take over, yeah. Like yeah. we get three words in. I'm sure it'd be brilliant, but I feel like as an interviewer, that could also also be frustrating. It's a challenge. Yeah, pull your head in, Conan. A year um, ago, we said we'd never get Harry. That's true. I'd love to speak to Albert Brooks about whatever it is that Albert would like to talk about. He could go for as long as he liked about any of the characters. Consider that seed planted. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was like a, that was a really half-hearted Albert Brooks impression. I'm I'm off tonight. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> what were Albert Brooks doing, Martin Luther King? <laughs> Continue. So, what, what, what was the question here? Oh, yeah, I've, an- I've answered it. Who, are you? who do you want? Albert Brooks. Oh, so yours is Albert yeah. Brooks. Although, if you wanted to go with someone that's more commonly cast or yeah. group. Al Jean, because his memory is... He remembers everything. Phenomenal. Like, you listen to him in interviews and someone will quote a line and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I think uh, Matt, whoever wrote that, it would be like just one line from season three, episode 12, and he knows who to attribute it to. Phenomenally good memory. He just comes across like a geek who just just loves The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He would be great to chat to. Yeah. Geek who inherited the earth. Yeah. 
that's the kind of questions we love to get. So who who sent them in, by the way? Alistair Danik. Alistair Danik. More questions like that because that was a really good question. Thanks mm. for that. Mm. Yeah, more really smart questions. Make, make <laughs> us think. Make us think outside the box a little bit. Not just what is your favorite this. What's your favorite that? Ones that really you know. Make yeah. us think outside well, it's the box. more to the point that we've got all of the what's your favorite this. And yeah. That. Like so, you know. But those ones that and it's it's hard. It's really hard to come up with fresh questions. I understand that. Yeah. But when you can. But, uh, by the way, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au if you've got a fresh question for us. Is the place to send I just want to, to send us a message. We will get back to you eventually. Mm. Uh, okay, now a real life story for a segment called Working Title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one comes in from Adam Stupas. Guys, love the show. Only just switched on a few weeks ago and I've already gone through all of the episodes in my commute to work. I'm so impressed with people that do that. People must travel a really long way to work in a yeah. lot of places. Like I, I leave for work at 7.21 and clock on at 7.25. Yeah. So, going by that, you've listened to about three and a half of our episodes. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there waiting to be listened to. <laughs> so, Adam wants to share a Simpsons story that's really sweet. I kind of like it. He said that you might find it a bit long-winded, but it's not too bad. So, no, this um, is a really nice story. When he was a kid, his brother and he used to record all the episodes, all the Simpsons episodes onto tape. As when, we all did. Of course. When he was about 13, you flick the tabs off so you can't be recorded over. Yeah. <laughs> when I was you get about, a sticky tape when you want to tape over. When I was about 13, I was seeing a girl uh, that had, you know, had her over one night. Had sleepovers at 13. Girls? Oh, well, maybe sleepovers. Is girls sleepover? sleeping over? Yeah, I was seeing this girl and I had her over. To, uh, maybe, maybe had her over to hang out. Sleepovers implied, but maybe I've just jumped ahead. So I wasn't sleeping <laughs> over anyway, man. <laughs> um, anyway, he brought a couple of his friends and she brought a couple of hers because you can never just be one on one at that age. Like, oh. It was too much pressure. One of them was an avid Simpsons fan, and long story short, ended up loaning her one of the Simpsons tapes, thinking nothing of it, and then later actually forgetting that he had done so shortly after. Too much passion pop, he says. Um, was drunk <laughs> on the evening. Uh, the relationship with the original girl uh, lasted uh, the usual two weeks. I love that, the usual. And a couple of years later, ended up getting together with the girl, um, fellow Simpsons fan. Fast forward to today. The girl that he'd loaned the tape to has been his wife for four years, and they now have a little man together. Little Bart has come along. Well, his name's actually Bart. Uh, no, I've, n- I've just... Okay. I've just assumed. <laughs> a couple of years into the relationship, he was going through his wife's VHS collection, saw a tape that read House Party 2 slash Best Defense. Best movies ever. <laughs> oh, man. Who ever thought to record House Party 2 and Best Defense? Who ever thought to record even one of those? <laughs> anyway, uh, I recognized the label and immediately knew it was one of mine and my brother's Simpsons tapes. And I love that. Yeah. Like, you would have a movie, it'd be labeled one thing, but you record something else onto it. And like your mum and dad would tape over it because they assumed it was what was written on it. You're yeah, like, that was my tape of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's like it says football. It's like I don't, I know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it says Dad's tape, do not touch. I was the exact same thing. Dad's tape, do not tape over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my wife had, my wife and I had no recollection of how she could have possibly gotten one of his tapes, and it wasn't until we pulled it out of the sleeve and a note fell out that he'd written to her when he gave her the tape. It's it read, "See you in the car." Dot dot dot. Millpool, combining two quotes, I know. Aww. We then recalled that I'd previously loaned it to her when I was dating a friend back in the day. It was 100% our love for The Simpsons brought us together. We still sign every birthday and Christmas card with Millpool to this day and always try to have The Simpsons on somewhere in the house for our son. Somewhere in the house? How many TVs do you have? That Like, that implies to me <laughs> that it's just on the walls, on the roof, in the floor. Go to the toilet, The Simpsons is on. Um, thanks, boys and girls. Sorry for... Uh, sorry. It actually just says, thanks, boys. I've just added more hosts to the show and sorry for the rant hope to see you in Adelaide one night real soon 
$5, get out of here. Very, very lovely. That, that was his signing off. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the kind of stories that we want to hear. Yeah, nice stories. So just, but basi- stories of love. So just, yeah, so it's basically anything that Simpsons related has happened to you in the real world. Now we had a uh, we had a message last week and we referenced it on the um the podcast. And this one's from one Alex Pizzol. Yes, right. And he pretty much says to us, "Want hey, to know what size?" Um, have you had a post address I can send some presents to? And we always like the idea of presents, so Do I'll we send ever? him my address. And he goes, um, "Also, what shirt sizes are you guys? Could be related to my first question." I was like, I wonder what these shirts are going to be. Now, Mitch, what were these shirts? These were some of the finest band shirts that I have never spent money on. No, So, this is Alex's band. There's a handwritten note. <laughs> I didn't know that this existed. I just left and I was like, wait a minute, there's a handwritten note. <laughs> Mitch probably had this. Hey, Dan. How good are handwritten notes? This is really cool. Uh, hey, Dan, Mitch. Thanks heaps for the mention last week, mainly for making my brother really jealous. Well, doubly so now. <laughs> I figured I'd repay you both with a pair of my band's t-shirts and CDs. We're called the Mackinac Peaches. A Seinfeld reference. I says a Seinfeld reference in case you've missed it. I can promise you that I did not miss it. <laughs> Uh, and I intend to include Simpsons references from time to time. If you don't like the music, hopefully you'll at least like the shirts. I certainly like the shirts. I haven't had a chance to listen to the music because I've only just been given the CD. But can we... I don't know. Do we have the rights to play some of it on the way out? Well, can we close with some of I, the Mackinac Peaches? I didn't ask for the rights, but I was listening to the CD in the car during the last over the weekend. Yep. And my favourite track is number two. It's called Dead. I think it's because I heard I saw the word Dead and my favourite Pixie song is also called Dead. And these guys, I'd call them like a, a punk band, I guess. Aussie punk. Okay. We're going to play track two off the Mackinac Peaches Play It Cool CD called Dead at the end of the show. So I reckon I'm a big advocate of supporting local music. Yep. And I thought this is a cool way to tie it all in together because I haven't been supporting music for a long time. Can this be bought, Alex? That's the thing that we need to know. I assume so. so we're going to play it, if, if, but if anyone likes it, write in and we'll find ways to... Yeah. But I'm sure the Mackinac Peaches has got a Facebook page. Yeah, so we're going to end the show with their track called Dead. It's, it's a really cool, really short song, but I really, really enjoy it. Suddenly enjoy- I feel like we're actual radio yeah. DJs. I enjoyed the... So we're going to end the show with this. I enjoyed the message behind the song. It's just pretty much a, a, a theme of it doesn't matter what you look like when you're dead or whatever. It's just that you've made some friends along the way. Okay. So it's, it's just a really nice story. So yeah, so you're going to play Dead by the Mackinac Peaches to end the show. Thank you, Alex, for sending that in. Really do appreciate it. And the the album cover is just Bleeding Gums Murphy. So look out. Fox may be knocking on your door very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the t-shirts as well. They both fit us very, what very like, well. It, it looks handwritten. I know, it looks hand-drawn. And like it's like they've individually drawn every single every album single one of them. Cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so that's it. Continue. Next one from the mailbag. That's it. No more? I'm done for the mailbag. Oh, so we're going to end the show now. Wasn't there, wasn't, Pretty much. wasn't there something else we needed to mention? I can't remember. I don't think so. There, well, there were other things we got flagged, but they can wait till next week. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm excited. I want to hear the Mackinac Peaches. <laughs> we need the Mackinac Peaches. So, thank you, everybody, for listening to our review of Bart's Friend Falls in Love. Next week is the final episode of season three. God, it's gone quick, hasn't it? Hey, it has. It always feels nice. It's like a little milestone. A great episode, You get too. to a new base camp. Can you remember what it is? Brother, can you spare two dimes? Oh, Yes. How good is this episode? I can't wait. I haven't watched it in a long time and I can't wait to go back and watch this it. This leashed means us both. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. I just love that Homer goes into like an orgasmic trance. Oh, the chair. <laughs> yeah. It makes you sperm vibrate. There's not going to be a chair for me in that box, is yeah. there? <laughs> Homer, I forgive you. Great. We're, Thank we're, you. I bought you the damn chair. Yeah, yeah. How good is it? I love you. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. It's just so good. <laughs> Uh, so also because it's the end of season 3 that also means that our new premium podcast is going going to be coming up very, very up soon very very soon Cape Fear we're going to record that at some point over the next 7 days so we'll let you guys know when that's up as well so mm-hmm. 
Stay tuned for that one. Also, as we said, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, rate and review us in the iTunes store. And if you haven't already, please purchase our other premium podcast, Dollar Redo per episode, You Only Move Twice and Bart versus Australia. Mitch, any final words before we let listeners go and they can check out the Mackinac Peaches? Hit it.